0: Back when we first visited Lucha Underground, we touched a little bit on the importance of the mask in Mexican wrestling culture. In Mexico, the real names of masked wrestlers remain a closely guarded secret, with the press and fans complicit in the effort. It's a mystique thing. Uh, This way, the wrestlers feel like larger-than-life comic book heroes and villains, not people playing roles. Because of this, the mask becomes not just the wrestler's public face, but their very identity, and therefore their most precious possession. And according to tradition, They can only be lost or won by wager in Lucha Libre's most high-stakes match, the lucha de apuestas, or betting match. When a rivalry boils over to an uncontrollable degree, two wrestlers can agree to put their very identities on the line. But it's not just that the winner gets the mask. The loser must face the camera, remove his own mask, reveal his identity, age, and hometown. It's an utter and crushing kind of defeat, and it's not uncommon for a masked wrestler's career to never recover after losing his mask. Luchos de apuestas are even a bigger deal in Mexico than championship matches are in the U.S. This match is both, which makes sense since it's two luchadors from legendary Lucha Libre dynasties throwing down on American pay-per-view for literally all the marbles. Today on I Hate Wrestling, it's Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero, mask versus title. I hey. I don't know what happened. My computer
1: went to sleep, and I woke it up. we were fine and then it retroactively decided to kick me off
0: okay so uh on my end uh i am not i am not entirely sure if any of that is that of what we recorded is still extant in the universe okay so in case it's not renee welcome to the podcast (laughs) thank you okay so uh everybody out there in radio land Neither one of us is sure right now if the previous 20 minutes that we recorded will stay recorded. So what we're going to do right now is go through the greatest hits of what we were just talking about for the last 20 minutes, and we'll allow you to fill in the blanks. I Um, dated Hulk Hogan. You dated Hulk Hogan in high school. It was weird.
1: (laughs) It was weird.
0: Uh, Our mutual friend Nicole dated The Rock in middle school. That was weird, too. Um, I (laughs) I don't like Blade Runner because there's not enough of Rutger Hauer's dick.
1: And I don't like Blade Runner because of the weird uh, Julia Roberts scene in the background.
0: Right, yeah, Julia Roberts in Blade Runner doing Eat, Pray, Love, but actually she's doing Lady and the Tramp, she's rolling a meatball around with her nose, and it's really distracting from Rutger Hauer's dick. And then I believe I gave Philip K. Dick the nickname Philip K. Hangin' Dick. Hangin' Dick. Hangin' to his friends.
1: Um, and then and then I went to Lucha Underground.
0: You went to Lucha Underground, um... Well, <laughs> we talked. We we did discuss your history with wrestling. You don't hate wrestling, right? You don't. You don't. No. No. You, but you also don't love wrestling.
1: No, it's not my boyfriend.
0: No, no, no. Because of your because of your boyfriend, who is the bad kind of wrestling fan. Right.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: And I discussed how I used to be the bad kind of wrestling fan. I'm uh, I'm on the road to recovery.
1: <laughs> to recovering.
0: To recovery, right? I'm a recovering bad wrestling fan, and that's what this show is all about.
1: Okay.
0: So, before you went to Lucha Underground, um, what did you think of when you thought about pro wrestling?
1: You know, um, every, everyone I knew who was into wrestling was kind of... Trash. Trash. Yeah, either super <laughs> by themselves.
0: Whoa. You just um, made yeah. you just made Nintendo Entertainment System noises.
1: I'm a robot again. <laughs> fucking great.
0: Right, I was a robot also, and that's how we started talking about Blade Runner. Right. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> where everything's happening out of sync. This is like Inception.
1: Um.
0: Wait, is Inception the one where everything happens out of sync? Uh,
1: I mean, Pulp Fiction.
0: No. <laughs> uh, I think Memento. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. So, I'm a Memento. So,
1: you killed your wife.
0: I killed my wife. My, <laughs> and I'm not going to do a Borat impression. So, what did you think of when you thought of pro wrestling? Uh,
1: t- trash people.
0: Trash people. Yeah. Trash.
1: Nerdy people and trash people.
0: Okay. And so, what was it about Lucha Underground, specifically, that made you think this could be something cool? This could be something different? Uh, well,
1: one, it was an assignment. Yes. So, so I went because I was told to go. But I was also interested in it um, because I love El Rey Network and I love the like the spectacle of lucha lucha libre which yes. is you know I obviously didn't know anything about lucha underground until it aired. Um, so yeah, it was kind of just the right network for me to embrace it a little.
0: Yeah, it's certainly a different presentation of of wrestling. It's not mainstream right. American wrestling, which can be trashy. Yeah. Um, and often aspires to be little better than trashy. Um, yeah. WWE is very obsessed with not being a wrestling company and being like an entertainment company. But the thing is, they still really shoot for the lowest common denominator 99% of the time. So I that don't. I don't really understand. My,
1: yeah.
0: I don't understand what they're going through. They, 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 aim for fruit that's hanging so low it is already on the ground and rotting. Like l- low hanging fruit, put it, is putting it very mildly.
1: Oh, clearly you didn't always feel this way. About. About WWE formerly WWF.
0: No, sure. When I was when I was a kid, I didn't have, I didn't have the wherewithal right to to interrogate the product the way I do now.
1: Like when you're nine you are the lowest common denominator.
0: Sure. I have yeah, okay. this I have this sort of three-level theory of of uh of of wrestling appreciation or wrestling interrogation, right? So level 1 is when you're a kid and you watch it and you completely buy into it. Okay. And then level 2, you kind of get interested in the backstage stuff. Right. And you want to learn as much as you can about the inner workings of stuff. But then you kind of get this idea that you are above the narrative, right? Like the really interesting stuff happens behind the scenes. Okay. And, and you get really inside baseball about it. And you get really contemptuous of people who are still enjoying it on the surface level. And unfortunately, a lot of terrible wrestling fans wind up there and they get really gatekeeper about it. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Okay.
0: Like, like. Oh, you like John Cena? Like the comic Be- book guy version right. of the wrestling fan. Okay. And then level three is a recognition that okay, what we're here for is the narrative. This is a narrative art form, and I want to appreciate it for what it is, and that involves buying into the narrative, at least within the match you're watching.
1: Right.
0: Okay. So that's what we're. That here makes sense.
1: Doing. One thing I liked about being on the the backstage tour of Lucha Underground. Um, which, by the way, just in case it got cut, my fancy thing was that I got to see the lucha wrestlers without their masks.
0: Right, which is extremely forbidden.
1: Yeah. So, not allowed to take pictures.
0: Not allowed to take allowed pictures. But a lot see
1: them. But what I liked is the producer said pretty flat out, like, we don't play this game where we pretend it's real if you pretend it's real. He went on to talk about, you know, like, obviously if people die and come back to life, it's not real.
0: Right, Sure. Which has happened a number of times on Lucha Underground. Yeah. Check out my episode on grave consequences, everybody.
1: Grave, grave consequences.
0: Mil Mortes versus Phoenix.
1: Mil is... What's the girl that's with him? The Cat- woman, I'm sorry. Katrina. Katrina is somebody I got to talk to when I was down there.
0: You're very lucky she's a very attractive lady.
1: <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, it, but I like that because I think... You get into like some of the you said the stage one people that never grow out of it. Right. They get kind of weirdly gatekeepery about it too. Yeah. Where they're like, Well, we're pretending it's real.
0: Yeah. And if you're
1: unwilling to do that, fuck you. Right. <laughs> it's like that's crazy.
0: Well, I think that's in response to that's in response to the sort of level two people who want to shit on them for enjoying the show. Part of the part of the problem with the folks at, at stage two is sort of if you're enjoying the show, you're doing it wrong. Right. Because if you're enjoying the show, that means you're buying into the show, and that means you're a stupid mark. You know what I mean? Got it. You're, you're, yeah. you're along for the ride. And so a big part of being on that second level is showing that, oh, well, I'm in the know. Like, I understand what's really happening. But, man, don't be a fucking idiot. Because who are, what are you proving if you go to a movie and you're like, actually, these guys are just actors? Right. Like, yeah, obviously – but that doesn't mean that it's not worth enjoying. It's not. It doesn't mean it's not worth getting caught up in the story, and it's not worth, you know, enjoying the performances that you're seeing. Obviously, it is. It's an art form. It's I'm a narrative close art form. I'm gonna
1: some people's minds real quick, man. Please is do this it. Okay. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Iron Man. Yes. And you'd be surprised how few people don't know that Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have an iron suit that he flies around in.
0: Yeah, it's. Wait, <laughs> he he doesn't or he does. He does not. Because I'm hearing you say that he has that, and that makes sense to me.
1: He probably owns a couple of the suits from, like, wardrobe, sure.
0: <laughs> probably. But you know it's what Robert w- Downey Jr. You know what I would do if I had the Iron Man suits? I would make them into furniture. Oh. So I would just, like, sit in Iron Man's lap all the time.
1: I mean, me too, but for different
0: reasons. <laughs> for different reasons. Um, as far as I know. As far as you know. <laughs> so, let's see. A quick recap here. Used to think pro wrestling's for trash people, kind of is sometimes still. Depends on how, how hard they're trying. You went to see Lucha Underground. It was a super cool experience, and you met Ray, Ray Mysterio, Mysterio Jr. Ra- yeah. Ray Mysterio Jr., who we're going to talk about today. Right. What were your impressions of Mister Mysterio Jr.?
1: Oh, he was super cool.
0: He's a very it... he's a very small man. Now here's a question: he was... You've met another very small man in Chris Catan. Was Rey Mysterio smaller than Chris Catan?
1: He was not as fat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was he as sweaty as Chris Catan?
1: It was pre-match.
0: Pre-match, was so Rey Mysterio was not sweaty at all. Suck at Chris Catan.
1: No. So yeah, no, he he was talking a little bit about his future in the sport. Yes. So he was in a kind of a humble place, which was interesting to see right before a match. You think he'd want to pump himself up? but yeah. it, it wasn't that way. It was very real.
0: Yeah, and Rey Mysterio also, which uh, the match we're watching today is in 1997. At this point when this match happened, Rey Mysterio was already a 10-year veteran. The guy started wrestling when he was 13 years old.
1: But I mean, when he started, he was doing yes. like Lucha Libre matches in Mexico? Yes. Okay.
0: As as uh, originally before he was, he was given the mask, his uncle, Rey Mysterio Sr., made him his successor, and he became Rey Mysterio Jr. Before that, he was known as, as Colibri, or hummingbird because the dude's tiny. He's a little hummingbird, man.
1: There was also a very tiny lucha wrestler when I was there. That
0: Mascarita was Sagrada. Him. Yes. I fucking love Mascarita Sagrada. He's not he's not he's a little person. Yes. He's a mini, as they say, which I have been told is okay to call him. Because that is the official lucha libre terminology. It feels like it's not okay to say, but I think it is.
1: I guess it's all about context.
0: Yes. Like, Um, don't
1: go say that. Don't say that to Peter Dinklage. I feel like he punched you.
0: Right. I have met Peter Dinklage. I did not call him a mini.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. So if we're going to have a contest about who's met the smallest large celebrity, I think I win. I think I win.
1: Weird contest. Yeah. You
0: win. But I was going to say, one thing, you mentioned Rey Mysterio being, like, so cool and humble. He's also, like, a really soft-spoken guy. Yeah. Like, he kind of sounds like this. Like, just very soft and up here, you know? Like, that's Rey Um, Mysterio.
1: I was recording so I could go back, Uh right? Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I remember being really concerned that I wasn't going to actually be able to hear him.
0: Yeah, he's he's got a voice like a little flute. There's a kind of legendary, you know, they have these things like, Don't Try This at Home, like these things that they put on before WWE DVDs. Uh Uh-huh. And one of them had Rey Mysterio in it. And it showed him falling down and hurting his leg. And he's on the voiceover going, I had surgery five times in my left knee. (laughs) They go, quiet. (laughs) Yeah, and that has become sort of a meme in wrestling circles of of Rey Mysterio having surgery five times in my left knee.
1: Yeah, but when he was in the ring, nothing small about it.
0: No, no, he's larger than life. He's a superhero. Almost literally a superhero. In this match, we're going to see he's dressed as a superhero.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's actually dressed as, believe it or not, the Billy Zane version of the Phantom.
1: <laughs> That's so specific.
0: <laughs> it's very specific, <laughs> and it's very 1997, which is, you know, before, like, you said Robert when Downey. When I was
1: dating Hulk Hogan. When you
0: were dating Hulk Hogan, right. And before we had Robert Downey Jr. in big budget movies about superheroes, we had to make do with Billy Zane as the Phantom, and that was like the biggest superhero <laughs> movie of the year. In between Batman releases, I guess.
1: Right. Because once upon a time, all anyone cared about in the cinematic universe was Batman.
0: And, and the Phantom starring Billy Zane. And the
1: Phantom. For a few minutes.
0: For a few minutes. And Rey Mysterio apparently was super into it because I think the Phantom came out in like early 96. And this is October 97. So Rey... <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to it because his, his Phantom costume actually actually makes sense. Okay. So it, it comes into play. There, there's, a, there's a logical reason for it. Um, That's so, good to
1: know. I, I think it's really funny to hear those sentences all together.
0: He's, yeah. he's
1: in a Billy Zane phantom costume. <laughs> Believe me, it makes sense. It does make sense. It comes into play.
0: It does come into play. Um, <laughs> so I, I should ask you, before we get started, about the the homework that I sent you, right? The, the sort of preview where Rey Mysterio is talking about his fear about losing his mask.
1: This is funny. Because as I was saying, when I got to interview him, he was also talking about like maybe not going on in wrestling. Right. So really coming full circle in my experience with Rey Mysterio.
0: Yeah, in that uh, in that video, he's with his uncle, right? The senior. Rey Mysterio Senior, who is sort of like a really interesting looking guy. He's like this this big bulky uh, Ron Jeremy looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, he's got a he's got this perm and this big mustache, but he has his mask that he used to wear right that he's showing off, and he's talking about how he he lost his mask and after that his career never really recovered right and then you they they have this sort of quiet moment in i guess like his study with Ray jr where he talks about like i'm really scared sometimes when I think about losing my mask because it's my identity, you know like <laughs> I, it's, it's scary to think about because what if my career is never the same? And so, yes.
1: If I can get some background. Yes. Because I saw a hair match, Yes. Is that a thing? Yes. Okay. And it was kind of explained to me as being like a, a mask thing. I don't understand it.
0: So, this match and what you saw is what's called lucha de apuestas, or a okay. betting match. So, in Mexico, this is the biggest kind of match that you can possibly have. This is a bigger deal than a title match. Like, if there's a title match and a betting match on the same show, the betting match goes on last. Oh, okay. And these matches are so personal that somebody essentially wagers the biggest thing that they have against the other person. So, depending on the match, you can do mask versus mask. You can do mask versus hair. You can do mask versus career, you know, but it's not something that's taken lightly. It's a huge deal. So. But if
1: you lose your mask. Yes. You still get to wrestle as yourself. You just need a new mask. It's like a, it's a pride thing.
0: Well, you have to, you're not allowed to wear your mask again.
1: Any mask? Any mask. Okay.
0: And not only, I mean, you can keep your name, but essentially what this does is it destroys your mystique. Okay. So. If you challenge somebody to a mask versus mask match and you lose that match, it's not like the person just takes your mask and goes home and like puts it on his mantle. You have to stand up. You have to take your own mask off. You have to look into the camera. You have to say your real name, how long you've been wrestling, your hometown. Basically, you destroy all the mystique that you've spent your whole career building up as this superheroic character.
1: And as we discuss... Being, without, being seen without
0: your mask is a huge taboo. It's a huge taboo to the point that even the paparazzi and like the fan press in Mexico does not take pictures of wrestlers with their masks off. Like, if you... We talked about Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr. is a wrestler who has not lost his mask yet. If you go to Pentagon Jr.'s Wikipedia page right now, you cannot find his real name there. It is not a matter right. of public record. They take it super seriously.
1: Anyway, when we saw them practicing without their masks, uh, we didn't know who they were. Right. It's not like they had a t-shirt that had their wrestling name on it.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's complete anonymity. It's, it's, it's pretty much unheard of. There's really no equivalent to this anywhere else in the world. You can't be this level of famous and then just take your face off. Right. Because a mas- to a masked wrestler, the face is your mask. It's your brand, but it's also your identity. Your public face.
1: I mean, maybe Rachel Dolezal.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, if she literally peeled her skin off. (laughs) That
1: was the thing. She was putting things on.
0: Right. So. Right. I mean, I guess maybe somebody like, no, I I can't think of anybody other than a masked wrestler who can be that level of famous and then be less famous for taking having their face visible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very weird. And we, we talked a little bit about the significance of the mask, and there's a lot of weird etiquette surrounding the mask. So not only can you only... You're only supposed to take somebody's mask off if you beat them in a match. Right. Like, it would be the worst thing you could do if you tried to rip somebody's mask off without formally challenging them to a match. And the villain in this match, Eddie Guerrero, is... really into doing that he's really into violating mask taboos it makes him hated okay so i get this
1: a little bit i can kind of compare it to when i was really into pro cycling you could win a race but if you won the race because the guy in second places uh like chain fell off or something right and you didn't wait then people were pretty much like yeah but you didn't really win that race you're just an asshole
0: Right, but it's 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 more than that. Like, this this thing is sacred. Like, it would be like, again, there's not really any any good comparison here. It would be like, I don't know, stealing somebody's Oscar and saying you won Best Actor. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that that doesn't even fucking work. Now, there's got to be a so good example. On here. land. <laughs> uh,
1: it's would,
0: like
1: would it be like you know like. The Rock Pants, John Cena.
0: No, it's so much worse than that. Like, it's it's such a sacred thing that you can only win it by formally agreeing to this match. It would be like, okay, here's what it would be like. It would be like challenging somebody to a duel and then turning to walk ten paces and on the third pace turning around and shooting them in the back. Okay. Okay, it's that level of, okay, we're going to respect these rules and then just saying fuck it and doing the thing and you're the biggest scumbag in the world okay you know what I'm saying does that make sense so not only does Eddie Guerrero have a history of trying to rip people's masks off he also has a history of taking off his own mask and disrespecting masks in that way Eddie Guerrero was the first masked wrestler to ever take his own mask off and disavow it Wow. so this is supposed to be something that's so sacred to you that you can only lose it in, essentially, a gentleman's battle, right? A, a duel, essentially. Or it, it also is okay if you are chosen as somebody's successor and they can gift their mask to you. Like, Rey Mysterio was Colibri, and then his uncle, Rey Mysterio Sr., took him on as a successor, and he was then allowed to become Rey Mysterio Jr. That's okay.
1: So as Colibri, was he wearing a different mask?
0: Different mask, Yes. Okay. He was a completely different person, essentially. And one day, uh, Rey Mysterio Sr. came out and he said, Colibri, come out to the ring. This little guy came out to the ring and he said, I want to offer you my mask to make you my successor. And he got to be Rey Mysterio Jr. from then on. And that was like a big deal. Okay. So he essentially was like adopted as, as and became Caesar Augustus as a luchador kind of thing.
1: So, so Eddie Guerrero's kind of...
0: Eddie Guerrero is. In his
1: own mind,
0: he's an, uh, an am icon. And I cut. You're back. Are you trying to say that Eddie Guerrero is an iconoclast?
1: I was trying to say in his own mind he's an iconoclast, well, but to everyone else he's a villain.
0: Yeah, he's a huge scumbag. So basically, Eddie Guerrero, when he first started, Eddie Guerrero is from a very famous wrestling family, which you might remember his nephew Chavo from Lucha Underground. Okay. Eddie Guerrero when he first started out, his father was Gory Guerrero. He, you know, his older brothers were all famous wrestlers. His nephew Chavo was a wrestler, but when he started out, he was wearing a mask and he wasn't acknowledged as being one of the Guerrero family. He was called mascara, Magica or magic mask. Right? So he spent a couple of years as magic mask. And then he just came out to the ring one day, took his mask off and threw it on the ground. And he said, this match is. this mask is stupid. I'm Eddie Guerrero. And this was never done before.
1: Not just to unmask himself, but to say that it's stupid.
0: It's stupid, right? I'm Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero is better than Mascara Magica. So, Eddie Guerrero has a history of not giving a shit about masks. Like, actively not giving a shit about masks.
1: I mean, or does he give, like, lots of shits about masks?
0: Well, that's the question, right? He's saying (laughs) he knows that masks have a certain currency in the culture that he's operating in. And he is using the power that masks have to essentially it's psychological warfare. Right. Because everybody else is going to respect the taboos related to the mask. So Eddie Guerrero by flouting those is essentially, you know, nobody you don't know what he'll do. Okay. So so that's what's going on with Eddie Guerrero. We are joining these two gentlemen, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio Jr. in WCW, which is an American promotion. Both of them started wrestling in Mexico. At this point, they're both on American TV, and this is an American pay-per-view, but they're going to work a Mexican-style match. They're not going to work an American-style match. Essentially, what has been happening in the run-up to this match is that Rey Mysterio Jr. has become the number one contender to Eddie Guerrero's Cruiserweight Championship. And Eddie Guerrero does not want to defend this title against Rey Mysterio because Rey Mysterio is a guy who can essentially beat anybody because he's so small and he can fit in such small places. It only takes him, you know, they always say,
1: I don't understand what you mean by that.
0: What I mean to say is, you know, you know how they say it only takes three seconds to pin somebody.
1: I don't know that, but sure.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's an old adage about pro wrestling. It only takes three seconds to beat somebody. Which is true. You only have to hold their shoulders down for three seconds, but because Rey Mysterio is so fast and so nimble and can just sort of move in and out of other people's orbits, okay. he is especially good at sneaking wins. So. Because
1: the way you said it at first made it sound like he was like
0: like Ant Man
1: hiding in a little cupboard, <laughs> right? And popping out.
0: Right. He's gonna hide <laughs> in Eddie Guerrero's ear canal.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: no. What I mean is that. What I mean to say is that. Rey Mysterio is a master of flash pins. Okay. So, Rey Mysterio can essentially beat somebody, beat anybody, from any position. Because he he's just so fast. And Eddie Guerrero knows this about Rey Mysterio. So, Eddie Guerrero is determined to not defend his title against Rey Mysterio. So, what he's been doing is antagonizing Rey by trying to rip his mask off. Because Rey knows that if... Eddie rips his mask off, that's a huge deal. So, Eddie's whole thing is, I will keep Rey Mysterio away from me by constantly going for his mask. And maybe Rey will wait until somebody else is champion before trying to win the title. Rey Mysterio is not uh, is not being intimidated. He's become number one contender anyway, and they have this match set up. So, at this point, Eddie has just actively been interfering in Rey's other matches and ripping his mask off on live television, forcing Rey to, like, run from the ring and hide under the ring to, to hide his face.
1: Oh, so this has already been happening before now.
0: Yes. This is this match is the culmination of a feud. Okay. So Ray has been trying to get at Eddie. Eddie has been trying to discourage him from pursuing this championship, and he's been doing that by ripping his mask off, like, including interfering in matches he's not a part of just to rip Rey Mysterio's mask off. He's basically the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Cool. The other thing is that this match... Is also a mask match. It is a mask versus title match, so Ray. So it's officially, officially. a Mask match now. Yes. So Rey Mysterio knows that if he loses this match, he has to unmask in front of the world. Ray or Eddie Guerrero also knows this, which is the only reason that he's agreed to it because he knows it gives him a psychological advantage. Rey is gonna second guess every move that he makes because if he loses this match, his career could be over. His career might never recover, like what happened to his uncle. Right. Eddie agreed to it because he knows that he has an advantage here, and
1: well, I feel like spoiler alert. Yes, because I've met Rey Mysterio wearing his mask in the last couple years. So
0: spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> uh, you have you have indeed done that. So,
1: but it, but still, it's going to be interesting.
0: We'll see how we'll see how <laughs> it pans out. So it's it's Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, mask versus title. It's, it's Halloween Havoc 1997. This match is uploaded on U- on YouTube for free. Uh, WWE was kind enough to do it. Just search Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, Cruiserweight Championship versus Mask. You can't really find a better way to spend 14 minutes. You totally can, but it's hard to find a better way to spend 14 minutes watching pro wrestling. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you'll know You'll know you're watching the right match when you see a very small man dressed as Billy Zane, dressed as the Phantom.
1: That is a hell of a costume.
0: That um, is very much Billy Zane, right?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of flabbergasted.
0: Right. I also like the super high bikini brief thing that he's got going on.
1: I think that's what's most striking.
0: And I tell you this: look at Eddie Guerrero's face. He has killer <laughs> facial expressions, doesn't he? He
1: does. He. I love. I love the slapping.
0: Yeah. Now, here's another... He's so
1: nimble. You're right.
0: Yeah, and this is... You've seen Rey Mysterio in, you know, 2016 or whatever. This is Rey Mysterio in his prime. He hasn't had surgery on either one of his knees at all at this point.
1: Not even five times. Not
0: even five times. Not even one time. And 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 I... I
1: think... I said this on the part that might be lost, so... It was that, that thing of watching it live is different from watching it on TV because you kind of see the parts that are planned and choreographed. Yes. And on TV, you know, the the camera angles are better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we have essentially seen Rey Mysterio blitzing around the ring at extremely high speed. He missed one move and Eddie Guerrero took advantage, dropped him on his head, and then threw him directly into those ring steps. Right. And already he's kind of crowing about it. he's yeah. He's so happy that he's injured a man by throwing him into steel steps.
1: Which I feel like if you can throw a man.
0: Right. Well, then I, you're I,
1: halfway to that already.
0: I feel like anybody could throw this man. He's very, very small. He is.
1: I'm digging these boots, though.
0: Oh, Eddie's boots? Uh, Ray Mysterio's boots. Oh, Ray the just the sort of uh, wet look pleather boots?
1: Yeah, they're like Leather motorcycle
0: boots. There's a lot going on. Yep. Ooh. Okay, so what we're what we're learning about Rey Mysterio at this point? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we just uh, this match this match might be hard to call because everything happens very quickly. But what we're yeah. learning about Rey Mysterio is that if you give him an inch, he can blitz you.
1: Yeah, like given a second. He's around the ring three times doing backflips.
0: Right, and what we've learned about Eddie Guerrero is, oh man, Eddie Guerrero just pinned him, and it was the most the vicious, most vicious pin I've ever seen in my life. Do You see the malice? Yeah. He just like held his shoulder down, but he looked such hatred in his eyes.
1: I looking at this, it looks like Rey Mysterio wants to put on a good show and have a good match.
0: Yeah, and Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero
1: wants to wants to eat him.
0: Yeah. He, did you see him swearing at the referee because Rey yes. Mysterio escaped that pin? And already at this oh, point. Here we go this. Yeah, Eddie is ripping is ripping the mask, which again is a dick move in American standards and by lucha libre standards is essentially a war crime.
1: Especially cuz this is already a mask match.
0: Right. Right. What kind of asshole challenges a guy to a mask match and then tries to rip his mask off during the match? Oh,
1: you are gonna just open the eye
0: hole. Yeah, he's just ripping at Rey Mysterio's eye. Now, a cool thing you'll see sometimes when the masks get torn is that because that's his face, it almost reads as if his face is being ripped open. Yeah, the <laughs> cool
1: thing about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you turn into a robot again.
1: Yeah, I could hear it in my headphones. That the cool on for thing really about that.
0: Ah, 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 ah.
1: <laughs> I liked that when you were impersonating me. Yeah. His mouth was moving yes. in a way that looked like he was doing
0: it. Yeah. So uh, one thing we should talk about here is Eddie Guerrero's strategy, which is that he keeps attacking Rey Mysterio's back and his ribs, which makes sense because you're, you've got to try to take away Rey Mysterio's win. You've got to take away his ability to blitz you. So what he's right. been doing is grinding him down, compressing his chest, compressing his ribs, and trying to slow Rey down.
1: But just lay his entire body on him to try and get that
0: pin. right, right.
1: And and this is the part. Look, this is where it gets weird. That guys think wrestling is macho.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs> so this is a, he is he is mounting Rey Mysterio here. Yes. And wait a minute! This this move is fucking amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Is that
1: his forehead?
0: Yeah, he just dropped him on his forehead. So, uh, I don't even know if I could explain what just happened to the people at home. Rey Mysterio was being pinned to the ground, kind of kicked Eddie Guerrero up into the air, then maneuvered his body up onto the rope, bounced off, did a backflip, grabbed Eddie's head, and then smashed Eddie's face into the ground. And now, two seconds later, he's jumping up and out of the ring, and Eddie manages to catch him with a dropkick and knock him to the floor again.
1: Yeah, I think I'm like a half second behind you somehow.
0: But so, yeah. So, oh, and
1: again, like I said earlier, where they missed the mat, and you know that that can't be planned. Yeah,
0: that's real concrete right there. Yeah. But uh, again, what we're seeing here, the story of this match, is that Rey Mysterio keeps blitzing Eddie, but Eddie isn't as fast as Rey, but he can counter... And his... his head
1: hurts really bad. Right. Did you see that? Yes.
0: <laughs> well, he did just get dropped on his head. But Eddie is maybe, Eddie's not slow. Eddie is very fast also. So Ray is, if on the speed scale, if Ray is a 10, Eddie's maybe a 9. Which means right. that Eddie can counter every third move that Ray does. So Ray can't really build oh, up. Oh, no. Yeah, rip into the mask again. Um, You're and, right.
1: It does look a little bit like it's just his face.
0: Yeah, and now he's, uh, he's cranking up on this hold. It's called a camel clutch, believe it or not.
1: So is the, the theory here is that he's going to rip the mask, which takes some of Ray's pride away, and then get him in that neck hole.
0: Right, it's it's distracting for Ray, it's disheartening for Ray, and also he has to wrestle with a thing flapping all over his face. So right. this is really a very wise strategy by Eddie, it's just an incredible dick move.
1: Like, it's, it's wise in order to win... But goes against everything...
0: Every kind of that tradition. supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we just saw Eddie had him in that hold, but Ray was showing no indication that he was able to escape, but Eddie has instead picked him up and kind of allowed Ray Whoa. to escape the hold.
1: Oh, right in the back of the head. Right That's the, not nice. Right,
0: and, and Eddie just landed a huge dropkick. So, but again, though, we saw a situation where... Eddie was in control of the match, but he picked Ray up. So Wait, it, is
1: that like the anger thing? Like, Ronda Rousey lost because she went in mad. He's here, like, he wants to prove something a little bit.
0: Right, yeah, and he's... I think he's impatient, too, because he he had a hold that was working, working Ray's midsection to try to take his breath away, and Ray showed no... Indication that he was able to escape that hold, but Eddie still picked him up and put him in a different hold that worked the same body part. Yeah. And Ray was able to get out of that, and he he built a little bit of momentum, and Eddie was able to catch him. And again, he had him in a hold that was working the midsection just now and let him go again.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I don't really understand what was happening there.
0: So I think what we're seeing is we're seeing Eddie... (laughs) <laughs> we're seeing Eddie try to cheat 69. a little bit. Well, Eddie put his foot on the bottom rope, which theoretically is supposed to give him unfair leverage, which is why the referee made him made him give up. Make it made him break that. that's
1: very theoretical.
0: Yeah, but what we're seeing is that Eddie is so obsessed with beating Rey Mysterio that he wants to do it now. And he's he's given up working some holds that appeared to be still still having an effect on Rey Mysterio. Because it wasn't having as much of an effect as he wanted, and that's having the effect of getting Ray back on his feet. Yeah, and it's giving Ray an opportunity to keep firing up. And Eddie keeps, uh, Eddie keeps catching him when when Ray fires up, but every time it takes a toll.
1: Yeah, and I think, in a way, if his strategy is to tire Ray out. He has to be careful not to tire himself
0: out. Right. And I love this move here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, I don't know if you caught that, but Eddie threw Ray into the corner and he hit uh, so Ray was hanging upside down in the corner. Eddie right. hit a drop kick and then he ran to the other corner and Ray kept hanging there to sucker Eddie into trying for another drop kick and then at the last second Ray moved Ooh. Which, which made Eddie smash his dick on the corner. <laughs> so, at this point, he, we can see that, that Ray is smarter than Eddie. I think that is clear. He's played Eddie at least a couple of times at this point.
1: So, exactly how damaged can the mask be while still considered being a mask?
0: Well, that's, that's what I was saying. Why, wait, hold on a second. One, two, three. That was close. That was real close. And that was the first pin that Rey's attempted, and it almost won him the match. That's what I was saying before about how Rey Mysterio only needs three seconds to beat somebody because he can pin you like that.
1: Yeah, that was fast.
0: So, And that's exactly why Eddie Guerrero did not want to wrestle Rey Mysterio because you don't want to wrestle somebody who can do that to you. You can't prepare for that. There's no way to prepare for that. The best he can do is to try to is to try to keep Ray down, but look at what Ray just did to him there. He just, yeah. just turned 50 times in midair and threw him to the floor. You can't prepare for somebody like this.
1: He's like a one of those spinny wind chimes.
0: Yeah. And holy shit, leaps through the air, hits a flying head scissors, and smashes Eddie's head into the ground on the way down. You can't prepare but for somebody like this.
1: I will say that at least twice, Ray has gotten Eddie really good Outside the ring, but smacked his head on the concrete a little bit.
0: Right. Well, that's that's the other thing. Rey Mysterio, in order to do damage to Eddie Guerrero, every single time has had to do damage to himself.
1: Right.
0: Including that that's kind time. Of, it's
1: a matter of degrees.
0: Yeah. So everything that Rey Mysterio does as a smaller as the smaller competitor hurts him. So at this point, it's a race. Right, Ray. It's
1: basically just seeing who gets tired first.
0: Right, who gets tired first? And Eddie did have a good strategy of working the midsection, but because he got impatient, now he's wrestling Ray Mysterio's kind of match, which is one where Ray Mysterio moves around.
1: Yeah, you can see, you can see he's suffering.
0: Yep, and he managed to he managed to catch Ray with his knees there and hit him in the midsection, and now oh, this power bomb is fucking nasty. He folds Ray over with that powerbomb and Ray gets out at two and look at the look on Eddie's face, looking at that referee. He, fu- he going to eat
1: the referee yeah, too. He wants
0: to murder that referee for not for not calling the match right there. Oh,
1: he's going for the mask again.
0: He's going for the mask again.
1: I mean, is there a point where it's still technically on but it's ripped enough that Ray just has to go run and
0: hide like you said well that, that's what I was going to say that's part of why Ray is wearing the ma- is wearing the phantom costume because the mask is attached to his his costume right but
1: a big portion of the face is ripped
0: open yes but that's that's why I think he's wearing the phantom costume because he's allowing you know Eddie can't rip the whole thing off he normally wears just uh, pants and the mask which meant that Eddie could just right. yank it off of his head ooh and Eddie catches also, him in the air. Yeah.
1: The the suit itself kind of works as an advantage as being very distracting, very razzle dazzle.
0: Yes. Also true. So Eddie's going up top for his signature move, the frog splash. Ray moves out of the way. Winds up on the top rope. Oh. Eddie crotches Ooh. him. Now the biggest move that Eddie's had so far. Is that far, the technical term? crotching him? Yes. So the biggest move that Eddie has had so far was that powerbomb that almost got him. So at this... what is illegal in this? (laughs) Well, well, hold on. He's going to try for a (coughs) powerbomb off the top rope, which is just going to murder Rey Mysterio. And... Ooh. And Rey Mysterio catches him with the head scissors on the way down and... Eddie's shoulders are pinned to the ground. By the time he hits the ground, it's really a two and a half pretty much. Oh. But that's it. That's the match. That was it? That's wow. the match. And uh, this is what I'm saying. You don't want to wrestle Rey Mysterio because he can do that to you. Yeah. And what an, what an ending to that match. It really comes out of nowhere.
1: It did. Because it, I felt like when he was laying on the mat and he just barely got out of the way in time. You could tell he was catching his breath, he's getting tired, he's slowing down. Right. But he managed to find just enough time to find that energy.
0: Right, and he got that he got that pin out of a move that Eddie Guerrero was trying to do to him. This is yeah. why you don't wrestle Rey Mysterio Junior.
1: I mean, there's a lot of reasons I don't do it. <laughs>
0: but yeah. Well, first of all, the, the first reason you don't wrestle Rey Mysterio Junior is because you're such good friends.
1: We're so yeah. We're, best pals you're
0: so close couldn't
1: couldn't hurt him it if couldn't. i wanted to <laughs> no
0: well it's very hard to hurt Rey mysterio he's like a ping pong ball he just bounces <laughs> yeah unless unless you're trying to hurt his left knee <laughs> so um so so that was a that was kind of a classic lucha libre match eddie guerrero versus versus Rey mysterio and in the end uh in the end Ray Raymond Mysterio Jr. leaves with his mask and with Eddie Guerrero's cruiserweight championship. So, 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 what did you think of that match?
1: It was fun. Um, it feeds a little bit into this idea that I really, I like the showmanship. Yes. And Lucha Libre has a little bit more of that, I it, think. It super does. Or a different yeah. Kind.
0: Yes, it, it's not so much the pageantry. Well, there's a lot of pageantry, but it's not like it's not fireworks and it's not sequins and it's not. It's not a lot of screaming, right? It's more right. It's more of an acrobatics thing. It's more of a, a personality thing.
1: The other thing I noticed about uh, Lucha Libre in general... Yes. ...is the body type seem to be a little bit more realistic?
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Is there a reason American mainstream wrestling is very roided out, for lack of a better term?
0: Yeah, there, there are a lot of complex reasons for that. Probably... The biggest reason is that that's what wrestling was when it first blew up in the 80s. Okay. And so that's kind of what people were expecting. It became the norm. You don't see that so much anymore.
1: So they've gotten a more normal size now.
0: Yeah. Um, there, there are certainly people who are muscular, but not muscular the way, like, grotesquely muscular like people were in the 80s. Like The Ultimate Warrior, for example.
1: Right, because you expect them to be muscular. Right,
0: but they're, they're strong athletes. strong men,
1: they're athletes.
0: Right. Right. But like, in this match, Eddie Guerrero is very muscular. But not yeah. grotesquely muscular. Exactly. Yeah, so nowadays, it's not, it's not quite so pronounced. And unfortunately, it took a lot of people dying at a very young age. Um, to get it that way, yeah. To get it that way. In fact, uh, unfortunately, Eddie Guerrero passed away at the age of 38 from an enlarged heart, an undiagnosed enlarged heart. Which was probably partially due to the fact that in his mid thirties he packed on a lot of muscle as a result of steroid use.
1: Okay, I was gonna say because I, I know, I can't think of the, the word for uh, rhabdomyosis. Uh huh. Is that a thing? Um, I could be wrong about the exact terminology, but you know when you're working out so much that your muscles don't recover. Right. And then the muscle fibers get into your bloodstream and you die. Right. Um. But that's, like, basically the only way to die from working out if you're not already suffering from a heart condition or on some kind of a drug. Right. So, right? He,
0: so he had what apparently was an, uh, some type of congenital heart condition, which was oh. exacerbated by, uh, by steroid use and by... Uh, he was clean when he died, but in the late 90s... Um, a little bit after this, he was on a lot of drugs. So, a lot of that. And I
1: feel like at a certain point, the damage is done, and getting clean is just kind of like crossing your fingers.
0: Right. Yeah. And part of the part of the, the the biggest thing that has changed is that had Eddie Guerrero had a couple of health scares leading up to his death, but he never uh, he never. Went to a doctor. Oh. He was always like, "Oh, I don't feel good. I'll, but I'll work through it." You know, because a lot of the, a lot of that old school toxic masculine bullshit of, "We'll play through the pain."
1: Right. Earlier, my screen went to sleep and fucked our recording up. So I'm keeping YouTube on in the background to keep my computer awake. Yes. And it's actually Eddie Guerrero in 2005, and he looks like a completely different human being.
0: Yeah, he's massive. Even his, his face, face looks weirdly different. bigger. Yeah, his face yeah. is like kind of swollen. And that's part of the tragedy of Eddie Guerrero is that in the mid-90s when he was at his athletic peak, what we were watching just there, he was working for WCW who was not interested in featuring people of his size and race as, as big players.
1: Okay. So Eddie
0: Guerrero and Rey Mysterio could be on the show, but we've got Hulk Hogan, thanks. You're not going to be in the main event of the show. Right, You know okay. what I mean? So there were a lot of tall white guys, tall old white guys, who were the main event players in WCW at this time. And when you watch something like this, you're like, well, this is what people came to see, obviously. And you would be right. That is exactly what the fans loved about WCW, But they were paying millions of dollars to have Hulk Hogan on the show, so Hulk Hogan was going to be in the main event. Right. And unfortunately, by the time Eddie Guerrero found his way to WWE, who was willing to feature him in a major way, his body was very broken down.
1: What we're looking at right now, because this is him against Rey Mysterio again, but he built his body to the standard as opposed to
0: staying kind of in the lower realm right that's what that's what was expected of a WWE guy so he packed on a lot of muscle unfortunately and by that time his body was also like he wasn't the athlete that he used to be and he also put on more muscle than he should have been carrying it was very sad
1: and i think it's kind of i mean you see that in any pro sport it takes it takes a lot of bodily punishment
0: and Yeah. you
1: retire early you know
0: yeah and 38 you,
1: is old whatever
0: right and wrestling doesn't have an off season you're wrestling every night every night
1: and I think wrestling maybe is even harder because there's a certain amount of acting that you're expected to carry and a different kind of branding than like you know uh, Cal Ripken Jr you
0: just had to show up Right, right and you've got to be in character if you meet people at the airport that kind of thing yeah yeah, it's it's a it's an extremely demanding job. Um, well, that was depressing. Yeah. Do you have any I, other thoughts about the match, Renee?
1: I, I guess having been to the live match, wrestling is fake, but all of the bodily punishment is real. Correct. All the all the passion and emotion is real. Absolutely. And I think you see that a lot in that match we just watched.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially Rey Mysterio has this incredible gift. This incredible physical gift of, of fighting from underneath. Yeah. Like, you see Rey Mysterio and you sympathize with him. It's partially to do with his size, but also something to do with his physical presence. There's this contrast between how he's moving when he wants to move and him being hurt or him being held down. Because there's such joy when Rey Mysterio is moving around and moving through the yeah. air that not only do you, when he's being held down, do you want to see him fight back, but you want to experience the wonder of seeing him fight back because of how amazing it is to see him fight back. Yeah, and then I et- totally agree with that. It's, it's two-parted, right? Because, like, oh, man, you don't like to see the little guy get hurt. But at the same time, you know that when the little guy gets up on his feet, he's going to do some crazy shit that you want to see.
1: I think that the part of that match that really illustrates that is right before then. like I said, before he's laying there, yeah, trying to catch his breath, and it's almost like he flipped a switch. Yes. Like he went off to lay there and catch his breath, and then he it back on and was flying around the ring again.
0: Yeah, it's like he had that second wind. It was like that Rocky moment, right? Like, he had that extra tank that he could access. Ultimately, that's why Eddie Guerrero didn't get the job done, because he couldn't grind out Rey Mysterio. He couldn't grind the will to fight back out of Rey Mysterio. He could maybe ground the air out of him, but he couldn't ground the fight out of him. And the other side of that, of Rey Mysterio's, you know, wanting to see him succeed is... Eddie Guerrero's intense physical charisma of just exuding dickishness. Like, every yeah. everything that guy does, you're just like, oh, you son of a bitch. So much yeah. malice in every move that he does. Like, even when he just pushes Ray's shoulder down to pin him, he does it with such fury. Like, how dare you even try to resist being pinned by me? You, it's amazing.
1: And I think there's this really cool juxtaposition where Ray is doing almost like ballet and acrobatics and all this and eddie is just like mean and big and angry
0: yeah it's like uh eddie has you know ray mysterio has upward movement and and eddie guerrero has downward movement yes like because everything that ray is doing he's moving up he's moving through the air and everything that eddie is doing he's throwing ray at the ground and ray is trying to speed everything up and eddie's trying to move every is slow everything down so everything that they're doing makes them perfect foils in this match. It's a it's so perfectly constructed, and the timing yeah. is so good. These guys have a number of matches, like you said, you you saw it in the YouTube uh the YouTube queue. They these guys had more matches on and off for years to come, but none of them ever live up to this match. There's something <laughs> yeah, magic. definitely about the
1: one we're watching now. Or we are. I am because it's on in the background. Um, again, it's in two thousand five. Eddie Guerrero's looking a lot rougher. Yep. Rey Mysterio's pudgy. looking a lot slower.
0: He's pudgy. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that this was a magic moment in time. You know, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio were both on their physical peak. There's something about the stakes of this match. The, the mask, the title. They're just in perfect places professionally and athletically, physically to do this. The circumstances are right. And... Everything in this match flows perfectly. There are things that Rey Mysterio does so smoothly that even with another 10 years of practice, he wouldn't be able to do. Like where he, Eddie has him pinned down and he kicks up, jumps on the ropes, does that backflip, and smashes Eddie's head into the ground.
1: Yeah.
0: It's impossible to do that again. And to do that perfectly, and then also every other move that he does perfectly in this match, it's unreal.
1: And it is that fluidity of movement, and like you said that upward momentum and everything that you're going to lose inevitably as you get older and have knee surgery 5 times in your left knee all that.
0: yeah in your left knee and what you might not expect seeing this match is how big of a hero Eddie Guerrero would become in his uh, really? in, in his older years yeah he sort of hits upon this character where he's like a lovable rogue oh. type of guy and he never stops cheating Never stops lying, <laughs> but he embraces it, and he actually has a theme song later on called I Lie, I Cheat, I Steal, and he, like, he like this kind of wink and a nod thing where, like, if you're not cheating, you're not trying becomes his catchphrase, and people, but people fucking love him for it, and inside, where everything that's hateful about Eddie Guerrero here sort of softens as he gets older into this sort of irascibility or like yeah. lovable scoundrelness.
1: Or he's mischievous.
0: Mischievous, yeah. He becomes Han Solo essentially as he ages. And it's it's amazing to see and he becomes one of the most amazing, amazingly beloved figures in, in wrestling history. He becomes WWE champion. It's a beautiful, beautiful story and unfortunately it has this bittersweet ending.
1: I was going to say you brought it back around to being sad.
0: Yeah, sorry. Cuz
1: now cuz now you I know that and I'm more sad.
0: <laughs> well, you can't have the lot. Li- you can't have the lows unless you have the highs, right?
1: Even yeah, his low was just like a very young dad.
0: <laughs> a very young dad. A- 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 a-
1: <laughs> it's funny cuz I can hear it when it plays back in my headphone. Uh-huh. So I say it normally and then I hear this really crazy drawn out robot
0: thing. <laughs> Man, I haven't had an episode that recorded perfectly yet. This is an interesting one though. I've never had this one before. I've never had the robot.
1: I'm sorry. It's I don't okay. know. This is how I record my podcast and this never happens.
0: I who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> okay, so um, any other uh, any other any other feelings about the match? Any other feelings about Rey Mysterio or Eddie Guerrero or Lucha Libre or Pro Wrestling or
1: I mean I really liked it. You know, we talked a little bit about how it's hard to watch wrestling without a wrestling buddy. Yes. And I think that's kind of where I'm still at. I really enjoyed watching it. Oh, I, I see. I really enjoyed it that's when I fine. saw it live. I'm that's not, fine.
0: I'm not your wrestling buddy, I guess. That's fine.
1: <sighs> how many wrestling buddies do you have, Matt?
0: I have, listen, I am a wrestling buddy slut. I have so many wrestling <laughs> buddies these days. I have. I have wrestling buddies in at least three different time zones. Well, four different time zones.
1: You're an international man of wrestling
0: buddies international man of wrestling (laughs) (laughs) I I fucking love that that's my tagline for now on international man of wrestling so that's a pretty good wrestling character and now I have to ask you what your wrestling character would be it's what I ask all my guests oh so Renee what would your wrestling character be
1: I guess I'd probably go for a kind of punk rock roller derby feel
0: okay punk rock roller derby feel
1: um and I can't. Gosh, I just I would have put some thought into a name if I knew this question was coming.
0: Well, somebody said they were going to listen to my previous episodes, and I guess that was a lie. I I
1: ran
0: out of time. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> okay, so I'm am picturing you got a couple minutes to think of a name, but here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you skate to the ring. Okay. You skate to the ring. You run a couple of laps. You take your uh, you take your um, your your skates off. And you, you give them to some lucky fan in the front row. Oh yeah. Or or you could you could just put them in your corner and then, you know, when the referee hit. isn't looking, you just smash somebody in the face with your roller skates. Exactly. That, look. <laughs> no wait. Even better. Everybody
1: loves to be beloved, but I want to win.
0: Yeah. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Exactly. <laughs> so here's what you, here's what I think you do because this is even better. You give your your roller skates to a kid in the front row. And then, when the referee's not looking, you go and you take, him back. you take him back from the child,
1: and hit the competitor in the face.
0: Yeah, you hit the competitor in the face with the skates.
1: The only way this could be better if, is if we could find a way to make it an ice skate.
0: And I, okay, so now you're just murdering someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a. Le- I guess
1: we. That's I guess we know I'd be the villain, not the hero.
0: Yeah. So well, now now this is a perfect idea. So now instead of being a roller derby, you're gonna you're just gonna have a Tanya Harding gimmick.
1: Yeah, I'll wear the, like '80s figure skating shit. Right. And people think I'm gonna be cute and like sparkly, and then I just stab people.
0: You you smash well first you smash <laughs> them you smash them in the knees with a with a tire iron. Right. And yeah and then you and then you just decapitate them with your ice skate think
1: of think of the potential here of me wrestling the referee to get my bladed skate back there's so much we
0: could do so what what you should do is you should be like you should act like you're going to hit them with with your blade the referee goes to take it away from you and then who's that on the other side of the ring Why, it's your manager slash boyfriend, Hulk Hogan, and he's smashing your opponent in the knee with a tire iron.
1: Right? (laughs) Right. We can make this happen, even if we can't get Hulk Hogan on board. Because remember, I have a Hulk Hogan lookalike in my neighborhood.
0: I did not remember that.
1: I (laughs) do. I saw him. I was, like, driving, and I was just trying to get my phone, and... I gotta show Matt this. And I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> but he had know, the mustache and everything. Can
0: you, can you, you're, not musta- musta- <laughs> you're not much of a Hulk Hogan mustache, or Hulk Hogan lookalike without the mustache. You're not much of a Hulk Hogan
1: mustache. Okay. That when I see a man who looks exactly like Hulk Hogan at a stop sign... I'm like, I'm going to risk my life <laughs> to try and show this to Matt.
0: <laughs> the police come. They're like, so, so at what point did your car leave the road? And you're like, uh. <laughs> the thing was, there was a guy at the stop site, and he looked exactly like Hulk Hogan. So
1: <laughs> He had the mustache and everything, officer.
0: And- <laughs> <laughs> All right, story checks out.
1: No jury would convict me. No. And I'd be like, I was trying to show Matt. And the cop would be like, oh, he's my wrestling buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's the idea. I want to be everybody's wrestling buddy. Everybody out there, it's me. Your wrestling buddy. And I've had surgery five times in my left knee. <laughs> <laughs> interesting because well i mean ray... i'm gonna cut that out um it's kind of a spoiler oh. is it really <laughs> well i mean i'm sorry it's fine don't worry about it maybe i'll cut it but, out maybe i won't
1: because we talked about it before we talked about this and you explained what happens if he loses his mask
0: yes but maybe the listeners don't know that ray mysterio still has his mask who's to say
1: to say I don't know I'm
0: sorry It's fine please don't worry about it I'm I'm partially kidding We'll see how it goes <laughs>